Hello, hello, welcome back to Have You Seen the Podcast, where I talk about movies, TV shows, and other things in media, whatever. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about right now. It feels like I haven't recorded this podcast in a while. I believe it's been about three weeks, uh, but I am back. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. You can find the show at Have You Seen Pod, that's S-C-E-N-E. <clears throat> Joined again uh, by Tyler Lennon for about the 100,000th time. Uh, down and out 903 on your socials. Tyler underscore Lennon on your socials as well. Tyler, how you doing? Doing good. It's why you said you haven't done this in a few weeks. I was like, in my head, we're doing one of the, like, we've done a bunch of these lately. So I was like, I feel like y'all are getting tired of me, if anything. But it's good you're giving people a break from the pod, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, hitting them with double content though so you know hopefully they don't they're not mad at me about this but it's funny that i i just did the intro this is the second time i did the intro i messed up the first time i forgot the name of the podcast that was fun and then uh, i don't know what i just did on this intro here but we're here uh we have been introduced (laughs) uh we're gonna talk about the blackening now i knew about this movie i knew it had a few people i liked in it but i did not know absolutely anything about the plot the details anything at all i just knew uh i wasn't sure if i wanted to watch the flash and this was my other option Uh, i got pushed to watch this one by multiple people it felt like the easy choice and it was the right choice very thankful i made that decision uh tyler was this one you were anticipating well, I'm about to see, say, feel free to at me because I feel like I felt like I was making you do this and the others. I, I feel like I made you do both episodes, so feel free to at me on that. But yeah, I was super pumped to do this. Yeah, you were definitely one of the one of the people that like made me realize I probably should should uh, definitely. I was probably going to do both initially, and then I just was like, eh, I, I don't care about the Flash. And then I saw people saying weird things about it. I was like, I have no interest. So uh, easy call. And like I said, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, let's get into the details of the movie here. So the movie has a, a pretty full cast. Uh, Antoinette Robinson, Dwayne Perkins, Cinqua Walls, Grace Byers, Melvin Gregg, X Mayo, Jermaine Fowler, um, also Yvonne Orgy and Jay Farrow. Some names you may or may not be familiar with. Uh, Melvin Gregg is definitely a guy that when I see him in anything, I'm always going to watch. Uh, ever since American Vandal, he's been on, on my watch list. Uh, I enjoy Jermaine Fowler. Uh, I enjoy him in, um, he has a show on Hulu, and I'm, I think it's called Woke. But I'm thinking about it. Appreciate he's it. also in maybe one of the most famous scenes of like the last decade uh, from a movie, one of my favorite movies of the last decade. Sorry to bother you. Yes. But even if you've never seen that movie, you've definitely seen on Twitter or TikTok the scene where him and Lakeith Stanfield are going back each back and forth with each other just in a battle of niceness. Yes, that, that definitely a classic scene. And I'm tripping on woke. He is not in woke at all. Um, where do I where do I know? I, I, he was in uh, Coming to America, the new one as well. That was the other major role that you may know him from. Um, he was in Buffalo a little while back. He did a couple episodes of BoJack Horseman as well. But uh yeah, he's a guy that I definitely uh, have enjoyed when I have seen him and stuff. And uh, Yvonne Orji is is another rising name. Of course, Jay Farrow from Saturday Night Live. Uh, just an interesting cast and uh, worthwhile, worthwhile time. The director is Tim Story, who if you look at his uh, filmography, if you will, 
you'll see uh, some good stuff and some bad stuff mixed in for Mr. Story. Um, he did the Fantastic Four <laughs> back in the day, uh, the 2005 Fantastic Four. He did the Tom and Jerry movie a couple years ago. Um, he also did the Ride Along movies. And, and Barbershop, right? Yep. And Think Like a Man. So he has some hits. He has some bad ones. He did that taxi movie with uh, Queen Latifah and um, what's his face? Uh, Jimmy Fallon, which the, the, the opening scene with the bike stunts and then she pulls into the garage and it's Queen Latifah. And you're like, there's no damn way that Queen Latifah was doing those stunts. I didn't know what you're talking about until you said that. I have seen that for sure. Definitely seen that clip. Uh, it is hilarious. The greatest opening to a movie prop maybe of all time. I don't know. He's a bit of a legend, though. I was watching uh, the entire cast, or most of the cast, uh, did a, a spot on Breakfast Club last week. And, I mean, they were talking about him like he's just uh, a legend. Which you do yeah. that with directors. But, I mean, uh, as far as comedies go, like some classics in there for sure. Definitely. And it's when he branches out of that that it kind of gets tricky for him. But, you know, you have to <laughs> hope for the best for him. Uh, and this is definitely a, another another good one for him uh, as well. The On the writing side, we have Tracy Oliver, who did Girls Trip uh, in Harlem, the show, which apparently I need to be watching. Um, and Dwayne Perkins is also given a writer credit here. Dwayne Perkins plays the character Dwayne in the movie. And apparently this movie was inspired by a skit that he did. Yeah, I didn't know that until I saw uh, Molly from Insecure. She was mentioning that she had seen the skit. It was like, they should make a movie out of this. And then she got offered the part. It was like, yeah, I'm for sure doing that. Yeah, so he, uh, there was an interview I saw. So one thing that a lot of these studios are doing now is that when they do screenings, they have like a separate influencer screening where they bring influencers to screen the movie and like get to ask the class questions and stuff like that, which is cool. Uh, maybe one day I'll get on that list, but uh, they had the influencer screening and there was a guy there and Melvin Gregg made a long post on Instagram. It was like, you know, they were trying to rush the influencers out. Like they told us like, we'll get them in and out. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, she must not know my background because, you know, this is how I got to be here is by starting out as a vine creator or whatever. Uh, so like there was a young man that was like he was about to get ushered out. And then Melvin Gregg was like, you know, tell me what you're like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to be a journalist? Are you trying to da da da? And the guy like lays out his story um, that, you know, I'm a content creator model, blah, blah, blah. And Melvin Gregg was like, you know, all you have to do is just keep keep grinding and like, don't, don't worry about the number of views. You just have to get the right people to see it. And uh, Dwayne Perkins was like, you know, not a ton of people saw my skits, but the right people saw my skits. And now you know, we're being interviewed about a movie made off of one of those skits. Like if you put the work in, it's quality, the right people see it, anything's possible. So a uh, dope story that I did not know until today. So I'm glad we <laughs> waited till today to do the review. Nah, super dope. I'm uh, I'm all the way here for it. Also, I love that Dwayne Perkins uh, was one of the writers. I think it's super dope. And I was watching during that Breakfast Club spot, they were talking about how um, he very much he and Tim's story like very much let them improvise a lot of it. Like it was already well written and everything, but neither of them took any offense to like, no, like keep going. This is good. So yeah, like after the fact, knowing that he was one of the writers and pretty much inspired the story, it was cool to see how his character didn't feel like it overwhelmed the story. And he also didn't feel forced into the story. Like you would maybe expect a first time writer to try to do, especially if they're getting to act in the in the story as well. So he, he just kind of fit in nicely. I didn't know who he was or anything, 
but I didn't question any any of his moments. And knowing that he was kind of behind the story makes it even even cooler because he was definitely one of the standouts for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other thing I wanted to note: Diedrich Bader um, plays the the ranger in the in the movie. He's actually not listed on the cast, which was interesting. Uh, but his badge they they pointed out in the in the trivia, his badge says "Be White." Um, I missed when he introduced himself, and maybe he didn't actually introduce himself, but I just, they just kept calling him Officer White, <laughs> and I was like, "Is that his actual name?" Or what, what I don't remember. I don't remember if that was his actual name or not. I do remember them saying like Ranger White or whatever, but I, I don't remember. Uh, he looked familiar though. Like, has he been in other stuff? Or yeah, he's in. What was he in? He was in. Um, there's a show that he was on that I used to watch. It was like a show that would be on when I got home from. He was in Office Space, but that's not what I remember him from. Where is it? It's gonna be old. This I didn't realize how much stuff he's done. Good God. Uh, he's in Veep, but there's an old show that I'm struggling with. Was it? He was like a the best friend of the main character, or one of the friends of the main character, like in the friend group. It's gonna bother me until I find it. So I'm just gonna talk through it while I'm scrolling. Where is this show? Had to be like early 2000s, like when I was in high school. Don't 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 say it. Uh, Let's see. Right. Outsourced. I remember that show, but that's not what I remember from. Right. He was in Outsourced. Um, hmm. All right, we're getting to the early 2000s. I'm going to find it here in a second. Uh, oh, the- I just figured out what it is. <laughs> or I figured out what it was for me anyway. Okay, what's what was it? He's the like Kung Fu instructor or whatever in Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, he definitely was in that. Yeah. I'm going to find this damn show. I'm going to find it. How old How old am I? The Drew Carey show. Damn. I, I was like, he was a comedian. He was one of uh, Drew Carey's best friends in the Drew Carey show, which apparently started in 1995. Oh, my God. I believe uh, that. He was in 233 episodes of the Drew Carey show. Damn. And that was definitely a show I used to like watch when I got home from school and stuff like that. I never really watched that. It was actually pretty funny. Um, it was a good show. Good cast. But uh, like when I would see him pop up and stuff later, it would always be funny to me. Anyway. <laughs> this man's got entirely too many credits. My God. Yeah, that, that's why I, t- like, I was scrolling forever. I was like, am I ever going to get to the end? Good for him. You know what I mean? But, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but then he's like not listed on this cast. So that's that's interesting. Uh, pleasant surprise. Whew. All that out of the way, let's get the synopsis done. Uh, Seven black friends go away for the weekend and end up trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta. Will their street smarts and knowledge of horror movies help them stay alive? Probably not. Uh, I told you I had no expectations. I did not know anything at all about this movie. Didn't know what to expect in any way. Uh, Did you have any expectations? Um, I had seen the trailer and I knew we've got Molly from Insecure. We've got Jay Farrow. Oh, uh, we've got Melva Gregg. Like I knew like, all right, this should be, uh, this should be funny. I, I just, you never know with a horror comedy, like just some of them are entirely too goofy. Like you just never know what the tone's going to be. So I'm always a, a bit nervous, but, uh, I was super excited for it. Yeah. I think if I did have any expectation or fears or hesitation, it was that it might be too goofy, but 
like I said, Melvin Gregg's usually pretty good at picking a script. I can't think of anything I've watched him in that hasn't been solid, at least. Um, other than that, let's talk about the theater experience. Was your theater pretty full or pretty empty? Like, how, how was your theater experience? So I didn't get to go until Monday. Um, and of course, I'm at like a Monday at five o'clock showing. So you know how that goes. But there actually were people in there, which is always good for a 5 p.m. on a Monday. Um, it was a great experience. I, it's one that I for sure wanted to see in theaters. I mean, generally, a horror comedy you might could watch at the house, but uh, I definitely wanted to see it in theaters, and I was glad that there were other people you could like hear the laugh. You know what I mean? Like it, it definitely felt like a good movie theater experience. Definitely, I think uh, I had a good crowd. I met, I brought this up to Reese. He said he had a annoying crowd, but like my crowd was perfect. Like we all laughed at the the, the right times, the right moments. Like you could tell when something resonated for people. With, with the way they were laughing and stuff like that uh definitely like a good community experience i would say as far as like you know horror movies and uh funny movies are for me it, the best movies to have like a community experience with because there's stuff to react to and hearing other people react can affect your reaction basically so uh definitely was a good movie for that so i would definitely recommend if you can catch it in theaters do it yeah some of my favorite movie experiences ever granted i'm like a horror guy but like uh, a good horror movie experience where you're hearing the people freak out and react to the the jump scares and everything like i love that yeah and that's and that's part of why get out was probably one of is maybe my favorite movie uh depending on how i feel that day is the theater experience like i saw it in theaters three times just for the experience because knowing that people are going to react to certain things and just hearing it over and like each time it, it hit the same way every single time so uh definitely definitely a movie you want to you want to experience with people one I had way. that same I had that same but uh paranormal activity which I was actually like a freshman in high school so we kept having to like either sneak in or get someone to get us in but I went every single weekend for the entire run that it was in theaters just because like <laughs> it was always packed and it was always so fun to like watch the people I bet I saw a movie like six times in theaters oh man yeah I, I can't say I've done more than three personally <laughs> for any movie um we're still in the non-spoiler section who stood out for you in in this one um that's a good question so obviously uh i can't remember her character's name but antoinette robinson lisa uh i thought she killed it uh she looked very familiar but i can't i, I know she had like she had a bit part in an episode of atlanta outside of that there wasn't anything i recognized her in but she definitely stole the show and uh Dwayne perkins i thought was great she i think i might re- I, I she looked familiar to me i think it's from dear white people which i didn't finish the series but i watched it so yeah, I think I remember her from Dear White People on Netflix. The show she very quickly uh, put herself into my like top five celebrity crushes at the moment, though. Yeah, <laughs> she I did. Didn't, I, I was telling Reese, I didn't think she. I feel like she got the chance to really shine, even though it felt like she was the lead. But she definitely got the chance to shine by the end. Uh, we'll get into that later. Um, Dwayne Perkins definitely was a, a quality, quality like star making experience in, in my opinion like i could definitely see him getting some opportunities out of this he played that best friend role perfectly uh i almost said i almost gave a scene away it, we kind of talked about it on the the outsiders but we'll talk about it later but i thought he played the role perfectly for my first time seeing him i was impressed and i'll definitely be looking forward to seeing him again uh, grace byers i felt she she did her thing in this one um I didn't realize she was 38 until Reese brought it up. She was the uh, the biracial girl. 
Yeah, I would have never guessed she was uh, 38. So she's from uh, she's in Harlem and she's also in, she was also in Empire. That was kind of her first role. She didn't get her first credit until that role in 2015. So she hasn't been around forever. She only has like eight credits on her, her list, but definitely, definitely was good in this one. Yeah, I would. She's definitely one that like I would be looking out for from now on. Um, Melvin Gregg was cool. I expected him to be fine. Uh, Jermaine Fowler, I was kind of mixed on his performance. Uh, he I, he definitely had a lot of laughs. Like he definitely created a lot of laughs. But there were times where I was like, "This is too much." Like I need him to dial it back a little bit. Like he's going full Urkel, and I need him to relax. <laughs> it, it, a lot of it was entirely too much, but like damn near half the laughs that i wrote down are, are his okay okay we'll get into that we'll, we'll definitely get into that in the spoilers because I'm, I'm curious which, which ones were the biggest um but yeah i mean there was no weak role like i don't think a single role was wasted like everybody got to go in and, and have their moments i think at, at least a couple of them agreed um overall thoughts like i don't i don't know if you're ready to do a rating necessarily but what were your overall thoughts on the movie I'll give a rating if you want me to. I have it ready to go. go ahead. It's a it's a bit of a hot take probably, but uh, I always do mine on a scale of one to ten. And uh, for me, like no such thing as a ten. Every single year at, at tops, I've given one, maybe two nines. I give it a nine, dude. I think it is as good as it could have been for what it is. Now again, like I try to rate everything for what it is. So right. like a horror comedy being a nine isn't the same as uh you know a super deep drama or whatever. But for what I was trying to be and what it is, like I think it's almost perfect. Uh, it's gonna be one of my favorite movies in the entire year. I loved it. I I can't say that you're wrong for doing that. I'm definitely above a four. I'm not sure. And again, I do my scale on a one to five with decimal points. So somewhere between four, four and a half is safe for me. And depending on how I feel when I go to actually do the rating, it could definitely easily get to that 4.5, 4.6 range. Uh, I can't think of a flaw, to be honest. Uh, and like you said, if you're grading it on what it is, I can't really think of a flaw. There is one thing that I'm going to ask you about when we get to the spoiler section. Um but yeah, it was it was a great time. The runtime is perfect. No no downtime at all. It's like nonstop as soon as it starts. Um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed this movie. There's nobody I would not recommend this to, which is a big thing for me. Like if it has just one moment where it's like, ah, I don't know if I can recommend this to somebody that's going to knock a movie down. And this definitely doesn't have that. Yeah, the only flaw that I've seen for because I did a, a you know I was checking out reviews and stuff. The only flaw that I've seen at all are people saying that it either could have been a little scarier or a little funnier, one or the other. But I disagree. I think a lot of the time, what goes wrong with horror comedies, like a haunted house, for example, I love that. I think it's hilarious, but it's too goofy. You know what I mean? Um, and this I thought was a perfect mix because again, like if you get if you go too deep into just being scary, well, now you're just a horror movie that has a couple laughs in it. And it's like, what are we like? I thought it was perfect. I, I disagree with the sentiment that it could have been funnier or scarier. Yeah. I think the, what it did is it got, it had a perfect balance of funny and scary because it was like the situation they're in is scary. Their reactions to the situations are what made it funny, but it was also, it felt authentic. Like there were moments where obviously they're making jokes that you wouldn't be making in these situations, but other than that, it was mostly like funny because it's like the things you would think <laughs> in these situations, but they're like saying it out loud. Um, right. But again, we'll we'll get into it. Um, and just the 
each character's personality and how they would react to a situation felt uh perfect throughout like you never question why would this character do this like you knew who the character was based on how they were introduced and when they react a certain way in certain situations you're not surprised but it's still fun i would have never thought to word it that way but dude you couldn't be more spot on like every character's reaction was genuine to who that character was i feel like exactly throughout um yeah i i, I can't think of a, a way they could have dialed up the funny without it going wrong or made it there is one thing about the scariness that we'll again get into in the spoiler section which i'm ready to go to if you're ready yeah let's do it all right after these messages movie lovers if your local theater is a cinemark you may want to consider signing up for cinemark rewards there are two tiers to choose from and one of them is actually free the free tier is the Cinemark Movie Fan. You'll earn one point for every dollar you spend. You can redeem your points for tickets or other rewards. You'll get member access to screenings and advanced tickets. You'll get an extra discount on Tuesdays and other exclusive member offers will apply. Then you have the $10 or $9.99 a month option, the Cinemark Movie Club. All of the above plus one free ticket every month 20% off of all concessions, waived online fees, any unused ticket credits roll over to the next month. So if you miss a month, the tickets roll over. You'll also get member pricing for any additional tickets that you buy. For more information, hit the link in the show notes and sign up today. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Have you seen listeners? I told you how to get a free ticket every month with Cinemark Rewards. And now I'm going to tell you how you can get 40% off your meals at restaurant.com. Follow these steps. Go to the show notes. Click the restaurant.com link. When you get to their page, put in your zip code. Or if you're traveling, put in the zip code of the place that you're visiting. A list of restaurants in or near that zip code will show up. You pick the one that you want and a list of options will come up for that restaurant. Now, most restaurants will have a minimum purchase amount for your deal to apply. So pay attention. I'll give you an example. There's a barbecue spot near me that has a deal through restaurants.com. I can get a $25 certificate for $10 and the total purchase at the restaurant has to be $50 for the certificate to be able to be applied. All in all, I pay $35 for a $50 meal. But there is more. If you're flying solo, maybe you don't think you can buy $50 worth of food. There are lower options. You could pay $6 for a $15 off voucher, and your total purchase would have to be $30. Or pay $4 for a $10 off voucher, where your total purchase would need to be around $20. It all depends on the restaurant. But once again, if this sounds interesting, just hit the restaurant.com link in the show notes for more information. All right, we are back and it's time to get into these spoilers. Um, so first of all, I, I know you are a big fan of the screen movies. Mm-hmm. Cold open in this one, I immediately had scream vibes and I was I knew I was locked in for a good one. 
Absolutely. And we even get a reference to Scream. Yeah, uh, I, I was here for it. And again, like Jay Farrow, and I always forget her real name, Molly from Insecure, Yvonne Orgy. Yeah. Is that how you say her name? Yes. Yeah. Um, they're by far the two biggest Bill names on the cast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's definitely Scream Vibes. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want to give the reference? Because I was going to do it. But like, as soon as they start this trivia game and they start talking about Scream and they talk, start talking about how, you know, uh, who was it that was in the Scream movie that, that died? Um, it was, was it Gabby Union? No, it was, uh, no, no, no. It was Jada, what, Jada Pickett. Was, was it? it? Jada? They said Jada Pickett, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they said Jada. Hold on. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith yeah, was Scream in two. Scream 2. There you go. Uh, so Jada Pinkett and who else was in it? There was two people. Omar Epps. Was it Omar? Yep, Jada Pinkett, yep. Omar Epps. They're the top bill. So it was like they were only in the movie for a couple of minutes because, you know, they did, they probably didn't have the budget to afford them. And like, Reese said that Jay Farrell kind of looked into the camera, like broke the fourth wall. I don't know if I noticed that, but like in that moment, we knew they were dead, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have. I didn't <laughs> notice that if he did do it. But uh, yeah, the question they're asked is name a black character who lived through a horror movie. And that's the first thing he blurts out. And she tried to stop him. She was right. like, didn't they die like immediately? Yeah, but it was it was too late. <laughs> so. Knowing that they were about to die because they made that reference, like, you know, they couldn't afford them for the whole movie. I was like, ah, so that these are the two biggest names. Uh, they just made the screen reference. They're probably dead. But I wasn't mad. Like, I started clapping in the theater. Like, this is perfect. Like, did you really? Yeah. Like, I started. Cl- I was like, OK, yeah, good job. Y'all got that's me. awesome. Um, and it it delivered. I think like it, Jay Farrell had a rough, a rough death <laughs> in this movie. He did. But he got to come in. He got to uh, to do some uh, impersonations. Like he he took advantage of the time he had. No, definitely they did not waste them. They 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 made it work and um, set the tone, I guess, for the movie. Um, another thing I know you like is a good gas station scene. Love it. So, so love a good hillbilly gas station, station scene for sure. Got your gas station. How how'd you feel about the gas station situation? Um, it was good. Uh, I think they could have probably hammered it home a, a tiny bit more on the scary factor. Uh, we barely see the guy outside. Um, she just kind of takes a quick note of him and then we go inside. He is kind of following around. It's a little right. creepy, but uh, very quickly we're like introduced to Clifton and that kind of becomes the focus now. So I thought they could have hammered it home a little bit more, but it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely undercut it pretty quickly with the, uh, with Clifton popping up how he did. And immediately it's like, who the hell invited Clifton? Like, <laughs> None of these people seem like they like Clifton too much. One of the first notes I makes uh, made was uh, nobody knows Clifton. That feels sketchy. Yeah, it's like he was so out of place and they didn't do a ton to make it make sense as to why he was invited. Um, now, he made it make sense by saying he was invited by Yvonne Orgy's character, who is now dead and nobody's going to question that. And they were mostly accommodating until it came to the spades game. And they were like, nah, you can't play. <laughs> yeah, that is the bummer of spades. We're, you're not going to be taught how to how to play spades. So you're just going to sit there and watch and, and hope you learn along the way. Um, it did make sense, I thought, though. All right, from, from their perspective, because her character seems super inviting. She like They keep mentioning how she's a big planner. She's very thoughtful. So I guess they all were able to rationalize, like, mm, maybe she was just being nice and, and invited him. I don't know. 
and they were probably going to question it with her, but they don't get that opportunity. <laughs> right. Um, but for the most part, like I said, they, they were like, oh, okay, Clifton, you're, you're cool, whatever, like, just do what you do, stay out of the way, like, nobody's going to cause any problems. But uh, I definitely, uh, I felt it when they, when they told Clifton he couldn't play, because I, I definitely do not know how to play spades, and I have had that experience, unfortunately. I also, it's, I also don't know how to play spades. I, it's like one of the few games I don't know how to play. And again, no one's going to teach you. So, and it's like, I don't even remember, like, I don't, I don't know if it's more in the South than it is in the North or not, but like, I don't remember my family playing spades at, at the, the gatherings and stuff. Like I moved down here and like people were playing and I was like, what the fuck is spades? Like, here's my question though. How does anyone ever learn how to play spades? If we're not willing to teach anybody, I guess you got to be bored with it. Like you just got to inherit it from birth or you don't that, that's the only thing i can think of uh maybe i missed the family reunion where they they passed out the spades manual but i don't know all right we're gonna do this once and one time only you <laughs> so better learn every uh it's like the the chinese new year every 13 years they they pass their traditions along and i just missed it because my family was all over the country so all right, we've got enough of this new generation it is our <laughs> one time we're gonna teach the new generation it's tough it's tough um Let's see. I don't necessarily want to go chronologically, but we got introduced to the trivia game pretty quick. I thought it was an amazing touch. I had fun with it. Like I was trying to answer the questions. Like, how did you, were you answering the questions during the trivia game? I was, uh, there was one that got, so I was doing pretty good. I immediately got the Aunt Viv question. Okay. Um, I don't remember them all, but I do remember the one that for sure got me. Uh, Can you guess which one got me? Not the friends question. So uh, what's funny about that is I, Got it right twice. Or so, I'm not proud of this. But uh, before Netflix, uh, before Netflix, my family owned all ten seasons of oh. Friends, and the buddy I was with is the same way. So, like, if anyone's gonna get a Friends question, we got this. And me, me and him are going back and forth. We got Aunt Viv. She was Chandler's boss. Uh, Gabby Union. Her and Joe, or Joey and Ross, both date her. Alicia Tyler. Joey and Ross both date her. Yeah, Big Tyler. Had, to, that was the only one I knew was Alicia Tyler. She's the only one of them that got a lot of airtime. She was yeah, on multiple, multi- yeah, like she was on a full season, pretty much. She had eight episodes. I saw. Yeah, that um, was the only one I had. I was like five. Like what? Well, me and him were like, we can't name five. What is happening? I don't think. I don't. I think that we pretty much got them all. But I did make the joke. I was like, I'm sorry. What? I think you got the four just now. Yeah, and we couldn't. We got those, and we couldn't think of another one. But I even made the joke. I was like, I mean, living single is better. <laughs> and they immediately went for it. I was like hell yes let's go that was hilarious because they were working so hard and they were all like I didn't really watch it but I know such and such was in it it was like mm-hmm. you sure you weren't watching you got these one episode characters but uh, that was hilarious and then the, the, what the answer ended up being just like everybody in the theater busted out laughing like they spent all this time like they put all this effort and like we were all impressed that they actually got these names and then the game was like I can't believe y'all really pulled that off like the, the correct answer was what your first thought was that we didn't watch this shit which is such a funny joke like that's that's really <laughs> good uh now the one that got me i don't know the lyrics to lift every voice and sing. oh no hell no i, I also don't know the lyrics uh we know like one verse of the national anthem and right. that's all i know of that exactly. uh but yeah I, I wouldn't have gotten that one that's the one that like really would have got me yeah i definitely would have been out of there on on that on that one um shout out Shout out to Grace Byers' character for for coming through, which is it was funny that it was her, of course, and she had gotten a lot of shit along the way. Her, <laughs> she had one of the one of the first notes I wrote. She had a very funny joke, but uh, shout out to her character for coming through and saving the day on that one. What was the what was the joke, or is this later in the movie? 
uh that's the white guy of this podcast she makes a they she made a joke about her dad who is white and uh she's like that's why i'm so scared of him if i piss him off there might be a murder suicide and i was like oh my god i was dying she was like yeah the, the way she delivered the lie was so great because you could it felt re- like she felt like she really meant it she was like every time he gets mad i just think damn murder suicide it's like what the fuck no I, I was cracking up laughing that was hilarious that? good stuff good stuff um i'm about to cry right now but like I, I cried laughing multiple times in this movie like i'm not even lying i did as well and because the trivia game is so much fun like i would have sat there for 30 minutes and just tried to play this trivia game like yeah. that was fun they might need to make an actual trivia game like honestly. i literally thought to myself like let's take the racist pieces out of this and let's like this should be a real game this would be fun <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, and I don't know if we need Sambo on the board either. Like, we might need to. Might need to. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Let's take that out of there. <laughs> might need to tone that down a little bit. But other than that, like, it, it seemed like it could be a fun game. Um, the uh, let's see. Did you have fun trying to figure out who's who's the killer? Like, who's behind this? Yeah, and I was uh, I was pretty spot on. I'm not gonna lie. There okay. were multiple times along the way. Uh. Do we we'll just get get straight into that, or? I mean, the not necessarily the reveal, I guess, but I mean, okay, okay. we're in the spoilers. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> well, I definitely, I wrote Clifton down immediately. Like I said, feel sketchy, and then, um, you know, they're asked to split up. You could choose inside or outside, and I even looked at my buddy and I wrote down. If you remember, at the gas station, there was one outside and there was one inside. There's mm-hmm. gonna be one of both. So I thought I was like, I was onto this shit. Right. Um. But I was like Clifton, and then I guess maybe the two racist redneck dudes is where my head was at. So before people start getting maimed and injured, I was thinking Jay Farrow and Yvonne Orgy's characters maybe set something up. But it was like, why would they show us that first scene? Like, what is they What do they gain from that? Unless it was like recorded and then the friends got to watch it or something. But it was like... Uh, is Jay Farrell in one of these costumes and like, maybe they're going to overreact and kill him and realize it's him afterward. But um, yeah, I had definitely had fun trying to figure out what was going on. Clifton was like over the top, obviously wrong. And it felt like there was going to be some type of twist with him. It had to be because him being there and the way he was acting was, was like, it would, would have been one of those things where at the end of the movie, I would have been like, I wish he didn't, Urkel it up as hard as he did but because he ended up being the the mastermind it, it worked um, i will it, say there was a, a part of me where we were like dude what if uh jay farrell and yvonne orgy's characters like were actually just setting up like you've seen the movie game night like what if they're just exactly. setting up like a game night situation and it's just accidentally gone way out of hand exactly that's what I, that was my initial thought for like the long until people until melvin Gregg takes the arrow to the chest i was like this, they probably are just doing an elaborate prank on their friends. And like, I was concerned that like they were going to end up injuring Jay Farrow or something like that. And that was how the movie was going to resolve itself. But um, yeah, the reveals were, were awesome. Like, especially when they, when they get the one guy and they show, you know, this is the guy from the gas station. It's like, Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But then it's like, eh, we're not done. There's more than one here. Um, did they show us both of the twins at the beginning? Uh yeah, so uh the first look. guy he's sitting outside on a bench he and he's kind of yeah he's kind of staring at uh what's her character's name? 
the, the girl who goes the girl that pulled up and was like singing in the car. Yeah, he's kind of looking at her, and then she kind of looks at him and kind of gets a creepy vibe, but keeps it moving. And that's why I'd written down there was one outside, one inside. Maybe that was the whole plan. Y'all could split up, go outside, inside, and there's going to be one of each. I didn't notice that they were twins at that point. It just looked, I thought he was a different man completely. I just thought maybe brothers or relatives or just rednecks who look alike. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess I didn't I didn't pay him much attention. I thought he was just there to like react to her pulling up in the car. Like the second. They're um, the exact same. Only one of them only has one eye and one of them has both us. That is the only the difference. <laughs> I definitely noticed the eye. Were you suspicious of Diedrich Bader's character when he showed up? A, a little bit, uh, just a little bit, you know, what, you know, he's a cop. So let's always keep an eye on that. And uh, a little bit of it just felt like he was, he reacted too well to it. Like, you know, you walk up on this scene, there's a lot going on. And he immediately is just like, yeah, let's go figure it out. Let's go guys. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know if we should get in the car with him. I don't know. Yeah. I was waiting for him to be luring them into a trap uh, at the end when he like comes back to the car. I did want them to let him in. I did too, but then there's the mask. Yeah, the mask was questionable. The mask was very questionable. And but if he found one in the woods, that means they had three. Because they both still had their masks when he's like, I found this in the woods. So did they just have extra masks laying around? You make a good point. I don't know. Maybe he was in. On- well, no, they wouldn't have killed. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't think he was in on it, but it, that might have been maybe. All right. Now, I said I didn't see any flaws. That would maybe be a little bit of a like convenience situation. I did finally get to a point where I was like, go ahead and let him in because he has a gun. If he wants right. to do something, he's going to do it. Like, I mean, the windows are up, but he'll just shoot the windows out and he hasn't done that. So maybe we do let him in. So there is a funny moment in that scene now that we're here where so they split up. They're outside. Uh, Dwayne Perkins character. Who is, is Dwayne Perkins character? Um, Lisa, Lisa and uh, was it Namdi? Yes. He also oh, he actually okay. So they were there in the car and like they're trying to get away. And Nandi and Lisa have gotten away from the vehicle, and Dwayne is like back at the car, and he's like, "Just go without me, save yourselves." And they like start going. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Didn't actually think y'all were gonna do it. When he confronts him later, he's like, you knew I didn't mean that. <laughs> it was felt so real. Like, oh, and I even did say yeah. in the moment, I was like, don't actually leave him. No, don't. <laughs> I couldn't believe they like actually they didn't hesitate either. Like, oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Damn. I thought he was going to get the gun at that point, too, because like the gun was still there on the ground because he got shot in the neck from a distance. But the gun and the keys are right there. I know you don't want to get out of this car, but all you got to do is open the door and grab them. Like you could do this. I thought he was going to go under the car and get them, but whatever. Um, any, any moments we've skipped up to this point that, that we need to, that we need to bring back out. Um, not really just mainly some laughs. Uh, okay. Nambi and Lisa's characters. I don't know if that's worth noting had apparently been together in college and, uh, are kind of secretly getting back together. Um, Dwayne is not cool with that at all. At all. But no one else seems to have much of a problem with it. Yeah, everybody else is quiet. Dwayne was not holding his tongue. He was like, you know, uh, did he get drunk and then start saying everything? Where he was like, he was on Molly, and uh, they do. <laughs> he does eventually start very passive aggressively saying some shit. Yeah, but he, uh, 
So basically, Nnamdi was cheating on her in college, and he was the friend that was had her back while she was struggling with him cheating on her. And he's pissed that she's now back with this dude. It's like, I, I've been in that situation where you have a friend that can't get out of their own way going back to a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> and at some point, you have to let it go. Like, I can't care more about you than you care about yourself. And that's there is something <laughs> there is something to it, though, of like, I'm the one that I mean, kind of dealt with not dealt with like you obviously dealt with it but i was the one who sat here and had your back through all of it like right. it feels a little disrespectful i i could i could see that especially not telling him like surprising him with mm-hmm. it that was that's the part that kind of probably really messed him up like he probably would have been disappointed either way but even more so that you've did it and hit it like at least explain it to me don't bring me to a cabin with this dude that you know i hate it's also worth noting King apparently has a wife, but did not bring her, which is funny. Did, did, did they even address why he didn't bring her? No, they never did. I just know he didn't bring her. And I'm surprised she just allowed him to go to his cabin with women and whatnot. But, you know, yeah, maybe she was busy or maybe she just doesn't. I don't know. But uh, I will say the the scene of him getting shot, all that was so, that, that was actually really funny. He gets shot the first time. Not funny. But then the second time, everyone else is able to get out of the way. He gets hit again. Then they're trying to pull the arrow out of him. Like it, that was all really funny. Grace Byers is trying to pull it out of him. She pumps it back into herself. Like that was all really funny. And then he was like, You've been shot twice. He was like, But in the same spot. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, man, is there any, anything else we missed? I'm trying to think of like, there were so many jokes that I stopped trying to keep track because it was just nonstop. I'll write you through some of the laughs I have real quick if you want. Um, One of the hardest, again, Clifton was a lot of these, but um, Mm. so uh, Namdi and Lisa go upstairs and have sex. They come back down and someone goes, smells like dick in here. And he goes, I accidentally smelled some of the dick. And I laughed so hard at that. Um, It was like one of those situations where like stuff like that happens in movies and like the other characters like don't really know. But like as soon as they got back in the rooms, like smells like dickhead. I think it was Dwayne. Was it Dwayne? No, it was Shanika, uh, I think. Yes. Yeah, she's the one that says it. I was like, and because oh, he because Clifton's with her. And he goes, mm, I accidentally smelled some of dick. Oh, when they're downstairs, when they're first looking at the games, everyone's like, ooh, an etching sketch. I love etching sketches. And everyone's grabbing their own thing. He goes, ooh, Ouija boards. I love Ouija boards. <laughs> I um, referenced something that he did with the Ouija board, but I can't remember what it was. I don't either. Yeah, okay. Uh, one thing that cracked me up is, uh, I think it was maybe during the lift every voice and scene conversation, but before you know it, they're talking about things that are more relevant than the national anthem. And they're like, the O'Reilly theme song is more relevant than the national anthem. And before you know it, they're all singing. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. <laughs> Reese said that his theater actually sung along to it. Uh, no way. I do not think mine mine sucked along, but we all felt it. Uh, another thing that was funny: so multiple times, every so King early in the movie had made this like Kool Aid with vodka or something, and everyone who tries it tells oh, him there's so much sugar you're gonna get a cramp. And later in the movie, he does cramp up. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, um, I knew that payoff was coming, so I appreciated that. Uh, I did make note, so I think. Uh, what is her character's name? Grace Byers. What was her character's name? Um, damn, I had it. Uh, Allison. Allison. So <laughs> she also gets hurt with King. And uh, dude, 
what's her name is just a plug because she has whatever kind of drug you want she's got it well they're they've been shot they've been hurt so she has given them vicodin well she accidentally gives allison adderall and uh i'm not trying to make it hot for anybody out there but i mean a lot of people have taken adderall and i don't i also have adhd but like i never thought that you know like there's a lot going on for her she was very uh, interesting after she got she was on Adderall. Her, and she didn't know for the longest time. Way yeah. late in the movie, she's like, wait, I've been on Adderall? <laughs> she was just acting very different. Like uh, I liked I liked the way they did the camera work when she was when she was reacting with the Adderall. That was that was cool. Um oh speaking of which, when they have to quote the the Nas, when they do the Nas thing, they asked about the Nas reference, they like do the graphics to like break down the math on how how he's uh uh, breaking it down, I like how they did that in the movie. That was really good. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I definitely would have missed that question too. That's too many, um, many steps. Her her kills what that whole the whole first kill scene with the mass dude was great because at first King is going to take him on in just like a fist fight and he's doing an incredible job. He is beating the shit out of this dude, and then finally Allison comes in and that entire sequence was hilarious. She is like. Every arrow that's been shot, she's been picking them up along the way. She makes like a Wolverine hand out of it. I was waiting and, for them to actually reference Wolverine, but yeah, she like pulls up the claws. I was like, what the fuck? It's all like in slow motion. Like it was, that was really funny. <laughs> um, let's see. I I just knew that somebody was dying in that scene. Um, Shanika ducking in the water. Oh, she was I, I think they uh she was like, they probably assume we can't swim, but I'm gonna go ahead and swim across or something like that. Uh, you, you, she's like, you never go into the dark, murky water in these movies. Like, what are you, what are you doing? She was like, no, nah, they're going to assume we can't swim. So I'm going to just do it. <laughs> that was good. Um, <clears throat> that was a good scene. That was a good scene. Um, I have one more really funny laugh, but um, it is about the end of the it's it's in the it's in the final act. So I don't know if you're ready to get to that or not. But I think the when when. There, when they get rid of Dwayne Perkins, I mean, not Dwayne Perkins, Clifton, when they get rid of Clifton, it's in the situation where like sacrifice the blackest one. And I think everybody gets accused at some point, pretty much. Everyone, everyone in the room does get accused at least once. They tried to, <laughs> when they tried to give Allison the blackest care, I was like, really? She threw a fit over that. She was like, this whole time y'all been calling me biracial this and talking about my dad, that now so I'm the blackest one because it's convenient. What Clifton's a safe pick. One, he he did himself no favors. Uh, but even before that, like we don't even know Clifton. But then he uh, he makes he uh, admits that he voted for Donald Trump not once but twice. And uh, everyone there and everyone watching is like, yeah, let's go ahead and get Clifton out of here. Then, like, yeah, now we just what you did. Uh, and then when he walks out, all lives matter. <laughs> As right before he exits the door, like, <laughs> and then they watched him die. They were sad allegedly um whatever um whatever <laughs> yeah it was that, was that was an interesting scene all right go ahead with your last joke and then i'm gonna get to my, my my question okay so this was a pretty good setup too because as they're all grabbing their weapons throughout the course of it oh oh real quick sorry before that laugh i was gonna say you were trying to figure out you thought someone was gonna die i may have benefited from seeing the trailer but do you know what like the tagline to this movie was we can't all survive. Oh no, we can't all die first. 
we can't all die first, which made me think maybe we all live. Maybe no one dies. So in the back of my head, I was like, I don't think anyone's going to die. Obviously, the cold opening, we got a couple deaths. But I was like, our main cast, I, don't, I think we all make it out alive. Okay, okay. Um, a couple other laughs. Obviously, they do acknowledge the splitting up of it all is very white. That, that was a good laugh. And then uh, Ranger White addresses it as well. He's like, well, where's the rest of the group? And they're like, we split up. And he word for word says, y'all split up, but y'all are black. And <laughs> that was that was not bad. But uh, the the final laugh. So the whole movie, we're all grabbing our own weapons. Right. And uh, it, everyone makes note of Lisa as if it's a game of Clue has picked up not only a candlestick, but like a plastic one. The big ass that. And uh, she finally, you know, gets to to use it and she makes the the iconic line of like why is it always a black woman that has to save everyone and king says see this is why i married a white woman <laughs> and my my first instinct was like no this is why i don't date white women We're just like no she is killing it right now literally she beat this man's face in to she's the literally point. killing it could not identify him apparently um <clears throat> so that was fun um the setup of them always being able to communicate without talking, that was pretty good. Oh, yeah, that was funny. The payoff was the best because Clifton, it, like, like, yeah, I heard everything y'all said. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was great because I wasn't expecting Clifton to be uh, in on it. That was, that was the perfect payoff. It was also funny when Nomdi, uh, the way he gets Nomdi, he's like, wait, we could do this too? Guys could do this? <laughs> right. I thought that was good. Like when, because first I thought it was just going to be the women. Then when Dwayne did it, I was not surprised that Dwayne did it for reasons. But then Namdi can understand. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, so this is just a thing. And then I completely forgot that Clifton might also qualify here based on it. It never occurred to me that he might also be in on it. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, <clears throat> so the question I was going to ask was like, as far as the scariness factor, did you think more deaths needed to happen? to increase the scariness factor, but I personally was not mad that there was not a bloodbath. Like I didn't think a bloodbath was necessary. I very much was rooting for everyone to make it. And I think maybe just we've done such a good enough job with this cast. Like I'm attached to everyone enough that even I had, even though I haven't seen anyone die, like the pressure's still there. And we saw, we saw Molly and Jay Farrow die. Like we know it can happen. I, I didn't think it needed deaths in it. No, I, th- I thought it, it without killing people, it did enough like damage to people like people got injured. It wasn't like they were just all getting by easily here. Um, relationships were harmed. <laughs> relationships were fixed uh, when they split up. There's the moment where everybody's hugging everybody goodbye. And like Dwayne like walks up to Nandi and it's like, never mind. Like everybody in my theater died in that moment. Yeah, that was good. It was like, oh, they're going to hunt. Nope, nope. Still beef. All right. <laughs> um. At the end, when when things are resolved, they're like, should we call the cops? And it's like, uh, nah. And they decide to call the fire department, which is like a running joke on uh, Twitter. Um, Did that? So I didn't know that was a running joke on Twitter, but I was like, that's genius. Like, yeah, like the fire department doesn't shoot people. Well, that's my that's we talk about this at the end of every movie, though. But like even white people, like, how are we going to explain this? Let's not call the cops. We're not going to be able to explain this. Like, what do you do, though? You call the fire department is what you do. Yeah, so that was funny. But then the fire department ends up spraying them with the hose. Um, the the when uh, they like do like a quick split and it comes back and Dwayne has a completely new outfit on. It's like, did you just change clothes? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we might be on the news. <laughs> that was good. Oh man, that was good. Um, 
I mean, it's just a fun movie, man. It's just a really good time. I, I'm glad I went and saw it. I've told people to go see it. They enjoyed it as well. So uh, definitely, I saw some one, some one person mentioned that it's not in enough theaters. I'm hoping it could be one of those movies that gets bigger by word of mouth and maybe has like an extended run uh, based on that or it gets more screens in its second, third or whatever week. I hope so as well. It's already made its budget back and then a little bit, uh, which the budget was only five mil. I think at the time it made seven uh, or almost eight uh, over the first weekend. So at least it made its its money back and everything. Uh, I do hope that this will be like you're saying, like I, I can see this end up being a cult classic. I really do think so. Yeah, I think I, I hope that it gets the opportunity to stay in theaters a little bit longer because I, I feel like it should be getting 50 at least just based on the quality of the film but yeah cult classic bare minimum uh don't think that they should do a sequel like because i can't imagine these people would end up in this type of situation again mm-hmm. that would kind of defeat the purpose of the uh, the premise but i i would love to see like the the team work to like Dwayne perkins and whoever like get together again and make make another movie like this was this was quality and movies yeah. of this of this nature with this type of cast or whatever if we absolutely have to do a sequel, I hope it's more of like an anthology type deal where like a new group of people are now in this situation, maybe. And maybe like somebody from this group is like helping them get through it or something. Oh, what? You know, an anthology. Or maybe be- just in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. Different cast. And like maybe they referenced the previous situation. Who knows? Um, yeah, that that's the only way it works. It has to be a new cast. Yeah. Otherwise, I think the only way you can continue this is like a haunted house route where like we're very clearly just going in for the jokes. You know, something like that. Because scary movie, a haunted house, you make a thousand of those, but we're just parrying in different horror movies. Like that's a very different thing. Right, right. Yeah, it should be interesting. I'm, I'm curious what the the results will be because again, it is a very good movie. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see more people talk about it as we go forward. Um, we talked about pretty much everything. I can't think of anything we missed. Favorite scene. Oh, that's a good question. Um, do you have one off the top of your head? Give me a second to think, maybe. Uh, honestly, just them playing the game. I, I think it's going to be my favorite scene. Just that was a ton of fun. It's like interactive. I, I, like I said, I'd watch that for thirty minutes. Like yeah. I, I really love that. The friends question result was probably my my individual favorite moment. It was like because you're in it with them. You're like, oh man, are they really going to get this right? And then it ends up being like, no, you weren't supposed to do all that. It's somehow a double-edged joke at Friends because one, we get the joke of like, no, we all watch Living Single instead. But two, you also can't even name. It's a show that ran 20 plus episodes for 10 seasons and we couldn't name five black celebrities who had been on Friends. So like, it's kind of a double stab at them and I, I yeah. like that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a very smart movie. Um, that was my, I don't think I mentioned that earlier. I was waiting for if we had an elevator pitch. I'd kind of, I don't like to, but I'd kind of plan my elevator pitch. But that's what I was going to say. It's very funny, but it's very, very smart, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. We didn't, I didn't do the inter- elevator part uh, for whatever reason here. We, I feel like the, the non spoilers close, like we kept it pretty tight. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a, a horror comedy. There's not a ton to, to say in yeah, that context. I think I said just watch the movie. So that's my elevator pitch. Watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> it's one of those movies where I don't feel like I need to sell it. Like it's funny. Watch it. Um, yeah, it's one that I'll rewatch over. I mean, there's no telling how many times I end up watching this movie. No, definitely it's watch. one that I think I'll throw in my rotation. If nothing else, I try to watch uh, 30 or 40 horror movies every Halloween season. And we don't have enough good horror comedies. There's just a handful. And I think, especially if you're watching a ton of like horror, horror, 
to throw in a comedy in there as well. Like, yeah, it's something I'll watch over and over again. Yeah. And again, this is that ba- perfect balance with the horror comedy. Like it did it didn't stray in either direction too much, in my opinion. So it immediately makes my Mount Rushmore, I think. I have it up there like Cabin of the Woods, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, The Final Girls. Okay. Or Tragedy Girls? Both The Final Girls and Tragedy Girls okay. uh, would be pretty high up there. <clears throat> yeah, I think Tragedy Girls is probably my, my, where I go with it as far as like a comparison, but Tragedy Girls is definitely more comedic. And it was darker by the end. Ugh, I just thought about it. <laughs> if do, if there's any two people on earth that stay in tragedy girls it's me and you i think that's actually how like our friendship started was over tragedy girls that's very possible and i think they set it up for there potentially to be a sequel but then uh what's her name can't think of the girl's name the the black one she she's she kind of fell out of favor with a lot of people oh over, did she really over some uh comments with regard to colorism Oh, uh, yeah, Alexandra Ship. Okay, Alexandra Ship. Yeah, um, she she definitely made some some weird comments about when people were saying that uh, people were complaining about her being cast as Storm. They wanted a, a, a dark skinned Storm, and she defended herself in a way that was not necessary. Gotcha. That's a bummer. I was really looking forward to uh, Tragic Girls too. Yeah. So I don't. I I I've seen her in a couple things since, but like she looked like she was on her way for a second, and that has not occurred. I don't know if I've seen the other girl in anything either. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, she's in Deadpool. Um, she is also, I guess, because she's a Deadpool. She's actually in the X Men universe, I think. Yeah, um, Deadpool was the last thing I saw her in. And which was- we get a new Deadpool next year, and she is confirmed to be in it. Uh, so. Let's see. All right. Let me find her. And it might just be I don't recognize the Brianna Hildebrand. <clears throat> I'm not recognizing any of this other stuff either. Says she was in 10 episodes of Lucifer, 20 episodes of Trinkets, two shows I've not seen. She could have really used the Tragedy Girls too, I feel like. She was in Playing With Fire, yeah. After the Deadpool, because Deadpool she was in before Tragedy Girls. That was kind yeah. of how they met was on the uh marvel like one of the comic-con situations so they already had a friendship so it was deadpool then tragedy girls came out and obviously she was in deadpool 2 the next year but since then it's been pretty quiet for her she's from college station that's random <clears throat> that's interesting did i tell you now now we're talking about other shit but yeah sorry um, did i tell you about the the last scene in tragedy girls which i'm not going to spoil it but it, it takes place in the school and like let's so- not spoil this movie from 2016 <laughs> I, you never know that that last scene in the school that like some very horrible stuff happens I, did i tell you like the dude mentioned that um they did not tell the school they were going to be doing that oh no way and kind of got in trouble for it afterward i would bet like, damn it was like what the fuck <laughs> like ask for cool. uh forgiveness not permission it's like yeah because you weren't you weren't gonna get permission so exactly like they knew they were gonna say no if they told them that's what they were planning to do and so they just did it and said we'll deal with the consequences later uh but the school was like yeah we would not have agreed to this if we knew that's what you were planning to do but whatever um anyway that's it for the blackening go watch it i don't have anything else to say go watch it go watch it tell a friend to tell a friend if you're still listening at this point actually you should have already checked out if you haven't watched it but anyway uh, if you have watched it let me know let me know if you enjoyed it 
Let me know if you didn't enjoy it. I'm curious how you, who, who out here would not enjoy this movie. I don't know. Also tag me like, if there were any funny laughs that I didn't include, I would like to hear some of the other jokes that were, that maybe people enjoyed that I forgot to include. Yeah. It's one, like I said, it was so many laughs that like tr- I stopped trying to keep track of them. And I'm sure there's plenty that could have been mentioned that didn't get mentioned. So yeah, whatever your funniest moment was, if it didn't get mentioned, tag both of us when I put this out. I think that's all I got. We can, we can move on until next time, folks. Peace. Thank you.